and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, not a balloon, and lock your doors tonight. That's correct, not a balloon, lock your doors tonight. First off, we'll look at what the pilot said about the UFO that he shot down. Not a balloon. And secondly, we'll take a look at Sarah Nikati's comments talking about said object and then telling people to lock their doors tonight. So the first article comes to us from oilsonline.com. The title, U.S. Air Force F-16 pilot says shot down octagonal unidentified object was not a balloon. It goes on, it says, audio of pilots debating what exactly they were seeing moments before a U.S. F-16 fighter jet shot down an unidentified object over Lake Huron has been released. Of course, this is all over the internet. The actual uh, recording is about 24, 25 minutes. And there's about a three-minute segment in there where you can actually hear the pilot saying, this isn't a balloon. It says, top-ranking officials remain clueless as to what the object shot down on Sunday was, as it is the third in the past few days. An exchange can be heard between the pilots as they hurtle through the air, in which one says, quote, I wouldn't really call it. I wouldn't really call it a balloon. I don't know what. I can see outside with my eyes. Military officials describe the object as an octagonal structure. The pilots, understandably stunned, begin debating what the odd object should be named. I'm going to call it like a container, says one of the pilots. You can can't really tell though what the shape is, the size of it. That would be challenging. It's so slow and so small. I just can't see it. They pondered the size. They next pondered the size of the object, with one describing it as definitely smaller than a car, while another is the same size as a four-wheeler. So, the size of a small car, the size of a four-wheeler, not a balloon. It says the world of UFO enthusiasts has been swept up in the numerous sightings and shooting down of UFOs over the United States airspace with some questioning if extraterrestrials are behind them. Even some politicians are questioning that. An official U.S. line saying the object could potentially be extraterrestrial has given these theories some validity, but it also added that there was no evidence supporting this. Well, no evidence against it either. Following their successful mission, it was later revealed that the action cost the military nearly a million dollars. Each jet, which were at the cutting edge of military technology, cost $400,000 $400, with a plane taking two attempts to remove the object from the sky. What they're talking about there is the actual uh, Sidewinder missiles cost $400,000 apiece. Those airplanes probably cost well over $100 million. Maybe $400 million, who knows. But the actual Sidewinder missiles were $400,000 apiece. And we know that the first one actually missed the uh, Lake Huron UFO. Now here I want to go to this next article. Now this next article comes to us from NewYorkPost.com. It also has a, about a 37-second uh, audio clip of the pilots uh, talking back and forth as they approach um, this UFO, where they actually say... Uh, it doesn't look like a balloon, and I'm going to play that for you. But first, I want to read through this article here real quick by Mark by Mark Moore, uh, dated February 14th, 2023. Title says, "F-16 pilots struggled to find object shot down over Lake Huron." Audio reveals. Yeah, apparently these guys were up in the air for quite a while trying to find this thing. It just makes you wonder if this thing wasn't phasing in and out like so many times these UFOs do. You see them, then you don't see them, then you see them. Okay, it says dramatic cockpit. Audio confirms that two U.S. Air Force pilots had difficulty tracking the unknown object. They shot down over Lake Huron on Sunday, at one point debating between themselves about whether it was a balloon. 
The pilots of the F-16 Falcons from the Wisconsin Air National Guard were scrambled to intercept the object near the Canadian border, but were hampered in identifying it because of the glare of the sun. Begins, it says, quote, I wouldn't really call it a balloon. I don't know what. I can see it outside with my eyes, one of the pilots says on the recording obtained by the drive. Looks like something. There's some kind of object that's distended, that's distended in the air. It's hard to tell. It's pretty small, he says, pointing out that the glare in the cockpit is making it difficult to get a good look at his quarry. He then says, I've got a tone indicating his missile has obtained a lock on the object, but he still can't see it through the cockpit. One of the pilots adds he can't tell whether it's metallic or what. He says, or what I can see, like lines coming down below, but I can't see anything below it. So he's talking about seeing this octangular object suspended there in the air with what looks like strings or lines dangling from it. This is something we've also seen in these UFOs before. For whatever reason, they seem to appear this way sometimes. He says, before confirming the object was definitely smaller than a car. He goes on and says, one of the pilots says, if he comes at the object from the north, it's kind of blackish. I'm going to call it like a container. Can't really tell what the shape is. The size of it, it would be the size of it would be challenging. It's so slow and so small. I just can't see it because it is so close, one of the pilots says, indicating he was worried about a collision because of his plane's proximity to the object. Remember, this plane's going hundreds of miles an hour. And I mean, they have to say, these planes, I mean, they're fighter jets. They can't just, you know, hover around like a helicopter or fly 90 miles an hour like a Cessna. They've got to keep moving in the air. It says one of the Air Force F-16 pilots missed its first shot at the object over Lake Huron before a second Sidewinder missile struck the target. Remember, these Sidewinder missiles are $400,000 apiece. The aircraft over Lake Huron was the third shot down by U.S. fighter jets in as many days. Think about that. Before I continue, I just want you to think about this for a second. One of those Sidewinder missiles, $400,000. Imagine if you got a job, say a, a typical uh, factory worker job today, making 20 bucks an hour, $40,000 a year. That guy or that girl would have to work 10 years to buy one of those Sidewinder missiles. If you know they didn't spend a dime on anything else, no taxes out of their check. A typical factory worker going into work, getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning, working until 4 or 5 o'clock at night, whatever they do, every day, five days a week. 52 weeks a year, 10 years to pay for one Sidewinder missile. 10 years of hard labor to pay for one single Sidewinder missile. And the first one missed. So when, like, when we hear these politicians talking about needing to keep a strong military, that's fine. But think about that. Average worker would have to work 10 years, not 10 days, not 10 weeks, would have to work 10 years to buy one of these Sidewinder missiles. It says, efforts are underway to recover debris. The aircraft over Lake Huron was the third shot down by U.S. fighter jets in as many days. An unknown object was downed off the coast of Alaska on Friday, and another object was shot down Saturday over the Yukon Territory in Canada. It goes, it goes on and says, because the sites are so remote, crews have not determined 
from where the objects originated. The week a week earlier, U.S. Air Force shot down a Chinese spy balloon. Of course, we know no connection as far as I can see. That balloon first detected was first detected entering U.S. airspace near Alaska on January 28th. Traverse much of the country, including over key military installations, before being downed in the Atlantic on February 4th. So there we have it. The pilots are chattering back and forth and saying, doesn't look like a balloon to me. Octagonal shape, the size of a small car, maybe the size of a four-wheeler, just hovering there, 20,000 feet up in the air, no visible means of propulsion, no visible means of how this thing is maneuvered around. We know that it's traveled up through Michigan up into Canada, back down into the Yukon. Doesn't sound like it's following prevailing winds. Sounds like it's being intelligently controlled, not a balloon. Okay, now, I want to go ahead and play this uh, short clip of these two pilots talking uh, back and forth. I think it just really speaks volumes. See something, I can't tell if it's metallic or what. There's, uh, I can see, like, lines coming down below, but I can't see anything below it. One, one, looking outside, it's kind of like uh, a blackish, I'm going to call it like a container. Now, before we get into Senator Kennedy's comments, I want to look at this article here from thedrive.com. I think they're the ones that actually broke the story, uh, actually on February 13th. And the title here says, Listen to F-16 pilots intercept the octagon object over Lake Huron. Now, we did just listen to that excerpt, and I think it's really telling. It says, The Viper pilots involved in the incident provide some insightful observations on the mysterious craft that was shot down. This article is by Thomas Nedwick, published February 13th. It says, In the wake of the latest shootdown of an unidentified object over North America airspace, we now have audio recordings of the in-cockpit communications from the two F-16 fighter jets involved in yesterday's and yesterday afternoon's intercept over Lake Huron. Of course, that would have been on Sunday, February 12th. What's immediately striking on listening to them is that the pilots in question also, also seem to be perplexed as to what they are actually observing and the precise nature of the craft that they are ultimately that they ultimately dispatched. I also think these guys probably know that they're being recorded, and so maybe they're not really anxious to say, hey, look at that UFO. That's why they do seem a little bit to be talking their way around the subject, um, to me at least. It says the object was decommissioned, in other words, blown up, over Lake Huron by a pair of 148th Fighter Wing Bulldog F-16CMs. The fighters launched out of Madison, Wisconsin at around 10.30 a.m. yesterday after an alert scramble that turned into a live intercept. As well as the Vipers, we know that at least one KC-135 tanker out of Pittsburgh and E-3 AWACS radar plane from Oklahoma were also involved in the operation. You can read our full analysis of the incident as it unfolds and its immediate aftermath here in this link. Yeah, it seems as though from the, uh, I think this radio conversation lasts about a half hour. It seems like these guys were up in the air quite a while um, trying to find this thing. Maybe long enough that they had to refuel. The object that one of the F-16 shot down using a, an AIM-9X Sidewinder missile at an altitude of approximately 20,000 feet 
has been described by U.S. officials as, quote, an octagonal structure with strings attached to it. According to the Pentagon, the object's path and altitude raise concerns, including that it could be a hazard to civilization, to, hazard to civil aviation. The location chosen for this shoot-down afforded us the opportunity to avoid impact to people on the ground while improving chances for debris recovery. Yeah, you're going to recover it in, what, 100 foot of water out in Lake Huron? Maybe in Canadian waters? Quote, we did not assess it to be a kinetic military threat to anything on the ground. I'm not sure how you would know that, the Pentagon added, but assess, but assess it was a safety flight hazard and a threat due to potential surveillance capabilities. Our team will now work to recover the object in an effort to learn more. Well, the last I've read and seen online, they haven't recovered anything. Until that wreckage is recovered, the U.S. military is saying that it won't rule out any explanation for what the object actually is. The same goes for previous flying objects shot down by U.S. Air Force F-22 Raptor jets over Alaska and the Canadian Yukon in recent days, which followed the shooting down of a Chinese high-altitude balloon a week ago. Remember, unrelated, apparently. The American people deserve far more answers than we have, said U.S. Representative Jack Bergman of Michigan. But the audio recordings available so far don't shed much light on what the object might have been, although they do offer more candid detail, especially as to how elusive it actually was. So, like I said... I think these guys were up in the air for maybe a half hour trying to find this thing. First off, it's worth noting that the call signs of the F-16s involved, previously reported as AESIR call signs, it's possible that they may well actually have used AESA call signs, a direct reference to the active electronically scanned array radar with which these jets have been recently retrofitted. Otherwise, it's perhaps more likely that AESIR was indeed used, as it's a name deeply rooted in the North and Norse mythology. Weird. Another call sign that can be heard is Huntress, the controller for the Airborne Alert Mission and the call sign of the Eastern Air Defense Sector. This looks like a national operation to me. It's also important to note that the quality of the audio recordings is such that it's currently not possible to determine everything that is being said with total accuracy, and the following quotes should be treated as provisional. Most interesting is the fact that the Viper pilots had a tough time definitively describing the object. This is not uncommon with UFO sightings. Sometimes these things are, they just assume such strange shapes that we don't know what they are. You know, it's almost like they're trying to, sometimes they try to blend in with the environment, sometimes they just seem like random parts thrown together. It's almost like when you uh, type in a description to the AI computer and ask it to make a picture for you. You don't know what you'll end up with. And that's exactly what a lot of these UFO sightings are like. It's as if somebody's just throwing a bunch of uh, data into an AI program, mixed it in with the surrounding environment, and sometimes it creates a shape to fit in or blend in or be a part of that environment. And a lot of times it doesn't do a very good job of it. So this is what we end up with. We end up with these strange things like this octagonal shaped object the size of a small car with strings dangling from it. That's exactly the kind of image that a AI program might create if I ask it to draw a picture of something and I just randomly threw some, some uh, data at it. This is a weird sort of apparitions, phenomena, whatever you want to call it, that we've been reporting for years. 
Okay, so he goes on, he says, quote, I wouldn't really call it a balloon. I don't know what. I can see it outside with my eyes, one of the pilots says. Looks something. There's some kind of object that's distended. It's hard to tell. It's pretty small. I'm going to call it a balloon, one of the pilots later adds. Yeah, he's going to call it a balloon because he doesn't want to be depersoned. He doesn't want to have his, his flight credentials pulled. He doesn't want to be booted out of the out of the National Guard or whatever. That's what I'm thinking. Or maybe to him it looked like a balloon. What do I know? But I'm just, I'm making some assumptions here because I have to. I'm making some assumptions based on the experience of other pilots, other people. We've seen how people have been harassed and depersoned by the government before when they've reported factually what they've seen regarding these UFOs. This is part of the reason the pilots have such difficulty in getting a better understanding of what it might be is simply that it was so small and moving at a very slow speed relative to their jets. Now, I can understand that these jets are probably going, what, four or 500 mile an hour, and that thing's more or less just sitting there. might be kind of hard to see it. It would have been nice uh, if, we would have, if we would have had some images from cameras on that jet. The size of it, quote, the size of it, that would be challenging. It's slow and so small. I just can't see it, one of the pilots says. Definitely smaller than a car, is the judgment of one of the pilots. At one point, one Viper pilot seems to say it was about the size of a four-wheeler, likely referring to a recreational all-terrain vehicle. There's also an indication the pilots were worried about a possible collision with the mystery craft, is it could only be seen at very close range. There are, however, repeated mentions of strings, or something that looks like strings, hanging from below the object. In the targeting pod, I can't tell if it's metallic or what, but I can see like lines coming down below it. But I can't see anything below it, says one pilot. So in other words, he sees these lines, these lines dangling off this suspended object. In his mind, he's probably thinking, well, it's a balloon. But if those lines were dangling, then there should be a platform below those lines containing, you know, all the spyware equipment, whatever. In the targeting pod, I can't tell if it's metallic or what, but I can see, like, lines coming down below it. But I don't see anything below it, one pilot says. You, you can definitely see strings below, but don't see anything hanging below. This paints a picture of something balloon-like, at least in the sense that there is a larger structure, which with strings hanging down from which you might expect to see some sort of payload attached. As to the color of the object, it sounds as though it may have been a metallic black, and it was clearly shiny enough to reflect the sun's rays, adding to the difficulty in working out its overall shape. Looking outside, it's like a blackish. I'm going to call it a container. Can't really tell, though, what the shape is, one pilot says. I've got a tone, he adds, indicating that the AIM-9X locked on and that he had a good track, but can't see through the glare of the cockpit. It looks dark, but I get a pretty good sun glint off at the pilot, the other pilot remarks. This sequence broadly matches accounts from pilots of the U.S. East Coast in the mid-2010s, when mystery aerial objects could be detected intermittently, although they had trouble seeing them in any detail, even when approaching them closely. Regardless, the object's properties allowed at least one of the jets to obtain a radar lock at around three miles, while it was also judged possible to pick it up visually, not using the targeting pod, at around one mile. Once the pilots knew what they were looking for and exactly where, 
This would be also fit the NORAD's assertion that the object is the same one that the F-15 scrambled on a day earlier over Montana, but were unable to find once there. Well, if this thing went from Montana, Corp into Canada, back down to Huron in one day, that's a pretty good track. Meanwhile, the Pentagon has confirmed that it's hard to get a radar track on these objects due to their very low radar cross-section. In this instance, I would it could well be that AESA-equipped F-16s had an advantage, with one of the benefits of these types of radar being an improved ability to track smaller objects. I don't believe that for one second. The Navy's already told us, you know, back in, what, 2013 or 14, whatever it was, when they had the UFOs off the coast of San Diego, that they could track an object the size of a softball at, at 40,000 feet. We know that they have three-day radar it's unbelievably sophisticated. So sophisticated they said they couldn't show us because it would it would uh, impinge national security. I don't believe for one second that our government's not able to track these things. Even at the size of a small car, not a problem. As we said before, and the, the drug smugglers have said that they quit bringing in drugs by small planes into this country because they get caught every single time. The radar's too good. But all of a sudden, when uh, we ask them questions about the UFOs, well, we, we don't know what to tell you. Our, our radar's not working. Come on. Since the F-16s were also carrying sniper targeting pods, their electro-optical infrared sensors should also have gathered video showing the object. In fact, they referenced the pods being locked on the object in the audio, and this is how they were likely describing its finer features. I would suspect that those videos will probably be dropped off to a former Deep State employee in a Pentagon parking lot and then show up on To The Stars Academy YouTube account, if I had to make a prediction. I could be wrong, but that's my prediction. What the audio recordings don't reveal is the engagement process, although we know that, the, that possibly two AIM-9Xs were fired, based on imagery shows that two F-16s returned to base, having each apparently expanded one sidewinder. Yeah, we found out later that one of them missed. $400,000 missile missed. $400,000. You know, average, what, average uh, family health care insurance policy, let's just say it costs $20,000 to get a, a, a real nice health insurance policy for you and your family. Let's say that costs 20000 Well, that's 20, 20 years that you could uh, pay for your, your family's health insurance with that one missile that's laying out in the bottom of Lake Huron somewhere. Uh, I know maybe 15 years ago, uh, to treat a, a real serious cancer treatment was about a million and a half dollars. It's probably twice that now. Well, three of those missiles are going to take care of that. Uh, the, what we're spending on the military is enormous. Enormous. And yes, we live in a nice free country and it's awesome, but we have to at some point say, well, what are we getting back? $400,000 for one missile. It just blows me away. This particular missile has quickly become the weapon of choice for dealing with these kinds of objects. The same missile was used in three previous shootdowns, one of which involved a much larger balloon. You know, why can't they just put some 50 calibers in that thing? Just fly by, you know, light it up. I mean, take a, take, you know, did you have to take an F-22 up there? It's a balloon. Couldn't you have just taken up a, a, uh, a helicopter? I don't know. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't get to 40,000 feet. Just seems, it's, it just seems like overkill. In a statement yesterday, the Pentagon confirmed that the AIM-120 AMRAAM is judged to have a lower probability of success against these kinds of targets. While the contrast between the target in the sky above the 
means that the AIM-9X works especially well for this mission. Hopefully, targeting pod imagery from yesterday's incident will be released in due course. For now, the Pentagon is saying that this is a policy decision, with a search now on for the wreckage, which appears likely to have landed in Canadian waters. We could find out more about the nature of the mysterious object one way or another. So in other words, they have video of this thing from the the uh, missile pods, the camera pods on the, on the airplane. They have video of the UFO being shot down over Lake Huron, and undoubtedly of the ones being shot down over Alaska and the Yukon, but they've chosen not to release the video. I want you to remember that. Put that uh, in your mind somewhere that you understand that there, that there is video of that, but it's a policy decision not to release it. So when this video comes out somewhere down the road, whether it's in six days or six months or six years, and nobody knows how it got released, and there's a big, a big blow up about how well it's not classified, but it shouldn't have been released. And then some for-profit or maybe some non-for-profit that just happens to have a bunch of high-paying jobs involved with it releases the video with their watermark all over it. Remember that. Remember, they've got the video right now, and they could choose to release it to the public. That would be okay to do that. That would be disclosure. But they're not doing that. We know that it's not a balloon. Okay, The pilot said as much. Not a balloon. It's an object. looks like a container. But right now, the federal government is refusing to release the gun pod video that they have. Okay, now I want to go ahead and take a look for just a minute at the comments uh, that Senator Kennedy made because it ties into this. What we're being told and what we're not being told. And apparently what we're not being told is serious enough that Senator Kennedy is telling us to lock our doors tonight. So I want to finish up with these comments from Senator Kennedy regarding the UFOs and telling people to lock their doors. We're going to look at a couple articles. In between, I'll, I'll play that just short uh, audio clip where he tells people to lock their doors. The title says, Senator warns people to lock your doors after classified hearings on UFOs by Ellie Cook. Ellie Cook. You know, he seems upset coming out of this thing. And, and like I've said, when people go into these classified UFO meetings, they never seem to come out being all happy, bubbly, telling us that uh, these things are here to help us. They've found the cure for cancer. They're going to bring us world peace, clean up the environment. They always seem stressed. Uh, kind of like uh, when Nick Pope says that maybe it's a story too terrible to be told. And we did a podcast on it a couple years ago. Kind of like when Tom DeLong says he saw things that uh, were so distressing he couldn't sleep for three days. That's that's what I normally see when these people come out of these top secret UFO meetings. Uh, Louis Elizondo, he looks stressed. Doesn't look like a very happy person. Uh, even uh, um, the professor that did the History Channel, uh, Travis Trailer. Travis Taylor was talking about these things having a hitchhiker effect. Almost like these UFOs are very much connected to an extremely negative paranormal force. Anyway, Kennedy comes out of this meeting and uh, the article says, a Louisiana senator has advised citizens to, quote, lock your doors, unquote, following a classified briefing to lawmakers on unidentified objects shot down over the weekend. I followed Senator Kennedy for a long time. I think he's a stand-up guy. He seems like he's a brutally honest person, and I think that he would like to tell us what he knows, and he knows that he can't, but he's telling us as much as he can. He's probably 
thinks he's giving us good advice by telling us to lock our doors. Not sure how much good that would do in the face of an alien invasion. Four objects have been shot down over North American airspace since February 4th. What makes me think of the Sesame Street skit? You know, four things, three things not like the other. The first was identified by the Pentagon as a Chinese surveillance balloon, but the U.S. Defense Department has not confirmed the nature of the remaining three objects because they don't know what they are. Intelligence officials are considering as a leading explanation that these could be tied to commercial or research entities and benign. I think they mean and are benign, the White House said on Tuesday. Wow. Well, it'd be nice if our White House could speak in complete sentences, but seeing that they're not able to speak in complete sentences, obviously, it doesn't do much to my trust factor as far as them determining whether or not an unidentified flying object they shot down posed a threat. Senators received a classified briefing on Tuesday. It was delivered by officials from the Defense Department, NORAD, and the United States Northern Command, as well as the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. You know, we had John Ratcliffe in that position for a few months. Man, I wish he was still there. He seemed like such a cool guy. Speaking to the media from the following briefing, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy said officials had so far been unable to locate the remnants of the three unidentified objects, excluding the spy balloon. It's clear to me this is not a recent phenomenon, he told reporters, saying this has been going on since at least 2017. I think he meant, <clears throat> I think he meant to say since about 1947 and before. Calling for more transparency, he said, if you're confused... You understand the situation perfectly. Concluding his comments to be gathered, concluding his comments to the gathered media, Kennedy added, lock your doors tonight. Ten days ago, we were led to believe that our skies are clear, but now we have unidentified objects and spy balloons raining down on us like confetti, the GOP senator wrote on Twitter on Tuesday ahead of the briefing. Wow. On February 10th, the Defense Department said a U.S. F-22 fighter jet had shot down an unidentified high-altitude object flying at about 40,000 feet above northern Alaska. President Joe Biden had ordered the shoot-down of the object, the Pentagon said, with the object posing a risk to civilian flight. The object fell into sea ice, and recovery operations are underway, the Pentagon added. On February 11th, the North American Aerospace Defense Command took down an unidentified airborne object flying over Canada. The following day, an F-16 jet fired a missile to successfully shoot down an airborne object flying at 20,000 feet over Lake Huron, Michigan, the Pentagon confirmed. We did not assess it to be a kinetic military threat to anything on the ground, but assess it, but assess it was a safety flight hazard and a threat due to its potential surveillance capabilities, the Defense Department said. You know, they might talk to some people that have had their cattle mutilated or people that have been abducted by these stupid things, and have had all kinds of, you know, allegedly had all sorts of invasive things done to them. They might talk to some of the people that are walking around with implants that cannot be explained and see if they view these things as a threat. The object shot on Sunday was the fourth unidentified flying object targeted by U.S. missiles in a little, in a little over a week. The first object, taken out over South Carolina on February 4th, was identified by the Defense Department as a Chinese surveillance balloon. Yeah, completely different, not the same thing. In a press briefing on Monday, 
Karine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, ruled out suggestions of alien involvement in three unidentified objects shot down on consecutive days. That woman wouldn't know a UFO if it bit her. There is no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity, she said, adding she wanted to make sure that the American people knew that. You know, that's like asking the dumbest person in the room what they think. And what they think, I don't know and I don't care. Connecticut, uh, here's another one. Connecticut Democrat Senator Richard Blumenthal, Mr. Vietnam, said following the meeting that the government was becoming more transparent, and that's a good thing, but there's a need for even more, according to Politico. Really, Dick, they're becoming more transparent? I mean, that's like saying, uh, that's like saying working on a Toys for Tot drive. It's the same thing as fighting in the jungles of Vietnam. Go figure. Quoted by Fox News, Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio said that 99% of what was discovered in that room today can be made public without compromising security in this country. But you know what? They're not going to disclose it. Now here, I want you to listen to this video, or this uh, audio, rather, real quick from Senator Kennedy. That's what I took away from it today. Thanks, Thanks so, guys. I appreciate it. Lock your doors tonight. Thank you, Senator. Now, we'll finish up with this last article from foxnews.com. It's dealing with the UFO briefing that the senators had just left, uh, in which uh, Senator Kennedy made the comment about locking your doors. Title says, Senators leave classified briefing with more questions and answers on UFOs. Urge more public transparency. Senator Marco Rubio said that 99% of what was discussed in the classified briefing could be made public without risking national security. Well, we know that, but we also know that they don't want to release that information because knowledge is power, and they want the power. A classified briefing on three unidentified flying objects that were shot down over North America left senators with more questions and answers Tuesday and led both Republicans and Democrats to call for more transparency from the Biden administration. Well, there's a little bit of truthful reporting right there. Notice that? Three unidentified flying objects. They don't say a word about the balloon. That's that's encouraging. Senators were briefed Tuesday morning by top officials from the Department of Defense, while the Director of National Intelligence, North American Aerospace Defense Command, and the United States Command on the three objects over Alaska and Canada that were shot down. The briefing was classified, but lawmakers from both sides of the aisle said it left several questions unanswered, and that most of what was discussed could be shared safely with the public, but they want to keep you out of the loop. Senator Marco Rubio, Republican Florida, ranking member on the Senate Intelligence Committee, said that 99% of what was discussed in that room today can be made public without compromising security in this country. My timeline is immediate, Rubio said, when asked how soon the public should be privy to some of the details discussed in the meetings. Well, their timeline's not immediate, Marco. Um, their timeline for uh, unnamed medical ingredients that they want to inject people with is 75 years. Their timeline for the assassination of a president has been 65 years now, and even Trump couldn't get those mundane records released. So I, I hold out no hope on these. It says we have to know what we're talking about, but I do think that when you shoot things down over the airspace of this country for the first time, in the 65-year history of NORAD, you owe the American people more than some hurriedly called press conference in the middle of the Super Bowl, Rubio said. Yeah, and then this house all came out over the weekend. Kennedy said that we've had these these things have been around for years. Well, why haven't they shot them down before? What What's the big hurry all of a sudden? The American people need and deserve to know more, said Richard Blumenthal, Democrat Connecticut. 
right? There is a lot of information presented to us this morning, and that could be told to the American people without any harm to sources or methods or national security, and the American people need to know more so they'll have more confidence in our national security. We're way beyond that. Senators, Several senators noted that much is still unknown about the three, the three objects that military missiles shot down last week, including their country of origin and the extent of their capabilities. So far, no debris has been recovered, and several efforts are still ongoing, and search efforts are still ongoing. Look, they hit these things with $400,000 missiles, okay? I'm assuming there's nothing left. If we spend $400,000 on a missile, then hopefully when it hits something, it vaporizes it. And I think that was their intent. Senator John Kennedy, Republican Louisiana, said the briefing left him with more questions than answers. But he noted that the biggest takeaway from the briefing is that those types of flying objects discovered last week have been flying over us for years with U.S. government knowledge. <laughs> well, boy, that's what he took away from the meeting. Now, he didn't just come up with that notion on his own. The biggest takeaway from the briefing is that those types of flying objects, UFOs, discovered last week have been flying over us for years with U.S. government knowledge. Let's call that U.S. deep state knowledge because the government would be the senators. Those are the people that we elect, right? So I think maybe maybe Senator Kennedy just found out that he hasn't been in the loop. Marco Rubio, not in the loop. No, they've known about these things for years. Now, they shot a few of them down because some people at some radar stations started raising cane over it because they thought they might be a spy balloon. It's amazing how many people you talk to insist that these three UFOs shot down were some sort of high-tech balloon. It's called normalcy bias. Okay, the, the human mind, the human brain, wants to maintain normalcy. And so that's why when something that's completely out of the ordinary, that doesn't fit with our conceived, perceived reality, a lot of people will do whatever they have to do to compartmentalize that or to make an excuse for it to somehow maintain normalcy. And we're seeing a whole lot of people suffer a little thing called cognitive dissonance right now. They're being, they're being faced with the truth. They're being faced with the reality of these UFOs. And they're just kind of going hummity, hummity, hum. They cannot process it. Some of them have lulled themselves into thinking that the last 70 years of UFO reports have been nothing but uh, mentally uh, mentally challenged people, I guess I could say somehow. And I'm not saying that like in a handicapped sort of way. I'm just saying people who are, maybe I could say, reality challenged. People who, people are imagining things. They don't, they don't believe any of it. Well, that person just thought they saw something. It was Mars. It was Venus. Maybe that person's a little bit wacky. We end up with 10,000 cattle mutilated ritualistically with no blood on the ground. No tire tracks, nobody coming in and out. <laughs> you know, I posted that video on YouTube before I, I just got sick of it and got rid of them all. But I had a comment on there about, from somebody who lived near the cattle mutilation Alaska and said that their friends lived up there or something and that they had suspected there was a satanic cult for years doing this. I'm sorry. I don't think there's that many Satan worshippers around. And if there are, I'd be very curious how those folks figured out how to drain the blood out of that cow without getting any of it on the ground. You see, we'll come up with any excuse, any kind of alternate explanation we can, 
not to have to face a new reality. It's the same thing you see if somebody gets a bad health diagnosis sometimes. It's the same thing you see when somebody's marriage fails. Or there's a, a friend of theirs maybe commits a terrible act. It's it, We treat it like it's bad news. And sometimes people just ignore it instead of trying to analyze it. Now these UFOs, we don't know if they're good news or bad news. But we know they're news. And we know they're not weather balloons. And we've got to be adults about this. And the first step is just being open and honest about it. And our government is doing the exact opposite of that. They're not being open and honest about it. They're not being open and honest with these U.S. senators that they just briefed. They come out and they said, yeah, 99% of this stuff could be shared with the public. Well, what's the 1% that's important? Many people, intentionally or otherwise, have been, had been given the impression that a couple of weeks ago our skies were clear, he says, and then all of a sudden we have spy balloons and other unidentified flying objects rain down on us like confetti. This is not accurate, Kennedy said. These objects have been flying over us for years, many years. We've known about those objects for many years. We're not sure that we've known about all of them, but we know about them. Except for the Chinese spy balloon, we don't know what they are. What's the difference about the last two weeks? What different, what's different about the last two weeks is that we've started shooting them down, but we can't find the remnants, except for the spy balloon, Kennedy said. Wow, that guy's speaking the truth. We can't find the remnants except for the spy balloon. How do we know that after we shoot these things that they don't just dematerialize some way? Because it, frequently people observe these uh, UFOs and they seem to just uh, pop into appearance and then disappear. It's as if they are materializing and de materializing. It seemed to be happening with this one over Lake Huron that they shot down. They were looking all over for it, I think for like 30 minutes. They're flying around in F-16 trying to find this thing. And finally it just says, oh, here I am. They shoot it down with a $400,000 missile. Uh, the first $400,000 missile misses, and now they can't find the parts. Speaking of the debriefment objects, Kennedy confirmed they are lost. They can't find them. The remnants are in very difficult terrain, low temperatures, lots of inclement weather, and they're looking but they haven't been able to find them. Now look, we have satellites that can read your license plate, that can read the date on a penny from outer space. This this is not this is not top secret. This is published information. That we have satellite imagery that can read the date on a penny from outer space. I mean, look it up. They Maybe you're not going to find it on Google Maps, but it's there. And they're telling us they can't find this stuff? Come on. U.S. Navy recovers significant portion of Chinese spy balloon, blah, blah, blah. What bothers me the most is everyone's acting like this is the first time we've ever seen these things. And so we've reached, and so we've reacted that way. No, it isn't, Rubio agreed. We've had hundreds and hundreds of cases reported by military personnel. We've been talking about it for years. What is new, Rubio said, is shooting down such objects. I don't think there's any indication that the objects were here to launch weapons against us, Rubio said. But if one of these things, you know, if an airplane sucks a vulture into its engine, it's going to go down. Could go down. So it most certainly, if it takes an object the size of an ATV or a car or a barrel collides with an airplane, we're going to have a catastrophic event, he said. Well, we are going, that, that's true, if these objects conform to the laws of physics as we know them, what if they don't? Because so far we haven't had any cases, at least reported, of these things having an actual collision with a jet. We've had close calls. 
But how do we know these things are even solid objects? So that's a danger because not only is it going to kill people on that plane, it's going to kill the people on the ground where the plane crashes. So that if it's not a danger, then then why then why they shoot these things? He says. Now they shot it down because they felt it was operating at an altitude that posed a threat to commercial aviation. There is a reason why we restrict who can fly, where, and when, so so things don't crash into each other. If we have things flying over our airspace that is not ours did not coordinate with us and doesn't belong to us, that is the definition of danger. A new policy to just shoot it down, he said. Hmm. I don't know. He's kind of speaking in uh, shorthand there, but I think Rubio's got a point. Why all of a sudden are we shooting things down? Look, I just saw in a news report today that there's. they said that there were 200 uh, weather and research balloons launched every day in the United States, over 1,000 across the world. If that's And that they're not tracked. Well, if that's true, and I'm not sure it is, but if it is, that needs to be stopped. You have to get a license to fly a drone. Why are you allowed to set off a, a, a high-altitude balloon that could, uh, even if it does attain the 60,000-foot foot, uh, flight you know, path or whatever, what's to keep it from hitting an airplane on the way up? So we've got a couple things going on here. For one thing, the lie that every UFO is a weather balloon has been exposed. And I think that, that part of it is awesome. The lie that every UFO is a weather balloon. That's been exposed. They're going to have a harder time dragging that out of the closet now. Secondly, it does appear is that there is some problem, that there is some dereliction and duty on the part of the government as far as tracking these balloons, research balloons, weather balloons, supply balloons, whatever. If we have a thousand of these things floating around at any given time, if, they're, if, if these uh, individual companies are sending up 200 a day, that, that, should, that, that should be stopped. There's no way that that can be safe uh, any more than if people were allowed to randomly roll bowling balls across the interstate. You know, the ball might roll across the interstate uh, most of the time, but eventually someone's going to hit it and someone's pro- there's going to be a terrible wreck and someone could be killed. Same with these things. But they're sending up so many balloons at this point that it's just, it's just the, uh, you know, the law of numbers. At some point, one of these, one of these balloons is going to hit something. And then it's going to be a terrible a, a, a tragedy. So either way, they need to. Either way, the the government and the deep state have been exposed as not protecting us, as lying as lying to a. They've been exposed for lying to us, telling us that every UFO that we see is a weather balloon, and they've been exposed for being too lazy to even do their own job of monitoring monitoring these weather balloons, research balloons, whatever that apparently do actually pose a threat to society. Well, maybe we're making progress. At least we are getting some explosion, some exposure and some disclosure at some point. But like I said, I, I find it interesting that, that the pilots the pilots describe this thing as not being a balloon. And now we have a U.S. Senator telling us to lock our doors at night. Until next time, this is UFO Warning over now.